0: From the gray homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchist. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch, one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchist. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also, I believe, that government is best, which governs not at all. And you're listening to yet another episode of Front Porch and our cast. Coming to you tonight from beautiful southwest Missouri, where it is 28 lovely degrees out here in the studio. Before I get into tonight's episode, I'd like to take a minute just to thank everyone who has listened to Front Porch Anarchast. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I'm honored that you have taken the time to listen to mine. So, again, thanks. All right, as you know, this isn't a tightly scripted podcast at all. And tonight's going to be no different than all of the uh, the rest. I'd hate to I would hate to disorient anyone by going with a different formula. So tonight, I thought maybe um, you know I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts, trying to help me find a voice. I think that's what they call it—is a voice. Help me try to find a style for Front Porch Anarchast, which has proven to be difficult. I guess a podcast about anarchy should probably be, uh, uh, you know, probably shouldn't fit into a a regular box, but, you know, maybe it would be helpful. Maybe it would help me keep my thoughts a little straighter. So, um, in an effort to do so, I've been listening to some other podcasts, and... I I tend to listen mainly to the liberty minded podcasts. I can't listen to those podcasts that have a lot of canned laughter in them or in the self help ones about, you know, being the best you, that kind of thing. I can't really listen to that. And then I can't listen at all to these podcasts where people just sit around and there's like ten people in a room and they're all cackling about one thing or the other and that it it doesn't appeal to me. I guess that's why I don't sit around in a room of ten people just cackling about things that don't matter, the latest thing on TV, or the best sports ball team, or or whatever. I'm trying to find a a voice for Front Porch Announcer Cast, and and some of the uh, some of the podcasts I've been listening to make me think I'm missing the mark here a little bit as far as podcasts go. I don't know. You guys be the judge of that, and let me know. The only, I think the only feedback I, I have received has been mixed at best. So if you have any ideas, feel free to send me an email, Front Porch and our cast. There's an H there in cast at gmail.com. Let me know. Also, if you're listening to this um, on the Anchor app, you can just, there's a button you can just push that allows you to send me a voicemail. And if you would like to send a voicemail, even if you're not listening on the Anchor app, you can just go to anchor, anchor.fm. I'm saying that very southernly. I know, when I say anchor. Like a ship's anchor, dot FM slash Front Porch Anarchast. And that'll take you to the page where you can push a button, leave me a voicemail. And you know what? You could send me anything. Maybe I'll even use that voicemail on a future episode of Front Porch Anarchist. You know what? Yeah, if you want to send me a voicemail about anarchy, your take on it, send it to me, and I'll see if I can use it in an upcoming episode. And in fact, I'll try my best to work it into an upcoming episode. I try to keep the profanity out of this, although profanity does not. I'm not very good at keeping profanity out of my regular life, but I do try to keep it out of the podcast. So keep it clean if you would. I'd actually like to get some of that voicemail. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, so I do feel that, you know, I could step up my game a little bit. I've been listening to one podcast in particular, which I was really into. It is called The Tony Farmer Show Podcast. And you can probably just google that and find it very good podcast i i thoroughly enjoyed it until i made it to the thanksgiving episode i guess it's a three-parter yeah i just had to skip it because 30 seconds into it everybody there was a bunch of people all of a sudden and he was cackling everyone was cackling i couldn't stand that so guess what i just skipped it i just skipped that part i'm waiting for the next regular episode most of the time this uh, Tony guy, if that is his real name, he's just in front of a microphone and and talking about the things that interest him. And, and you know, maybe it's a little statist for me. I did send him some feedback and reviewed his podcast. Great show. A little statist for me, but it's still a great show. He was gracious enough to respond to that, too. So I, I would recommend listening to that. I have listened to some other ones. The uh, Christian Anarchy, I believe that's the name of the podcast. I'm not a Christian. I am an anarchist. I did listen to it. It's um, it's different. I I enjoyed it. It's not what a lot of anarchy podcasts have turned out to be. So uh, so it was nice listening to that. And there there are some more that I've been listening to, which which are all fine. The point in all that, and I should probably just cut all that out, but I won't. The point of all of that is to say that, that it would be nice to have a more structured podcast, but, yeah, that's really not me. So you're probably just going to get me in front of uh, this microphone for a while. And maybe I do throw in some segments. And one segment that I'm thinking about throwing in each time is maybe a, a news update. But instead of just giving the the news... Maybe give you my perspective on it, which, which could be uh, construed as an anarchist's perspective. I know there are many in the uh, there are many so-called anarchists who would disagree with you there, but you know, hey, anarchy means no no rulers, right? Anarchy means no masters. And anything else you put there with um, with it doesn't really make any sense. So. Screw the other anarchists, right? The guys who claim to be anarchists. I'm going to put my spin on it. How about that? And there's probably no time better to throw the news into an episode than in this one here. So we'll start with today. And today is November 14th, 2019. Before I went to work today, yes, believe it or not, this podcast does not pay the bills. So I have a day job. And a side gig. But anyway... But before I went to work today, I heard about a yet another school shooting. This one was in, I believe, Santa Clarita, Florida. Florida? No, California. Sorry about that. Florida. I don't really know all of the details since I had to work all night, and I really didn't bother to keep up with it. The uh, police were looking for a suspect. I believe they had found that suspect, and that that suspect was in a hospital. And at the time that I went to work, they were confirming, I believe, that there was one student that was dead, and either four or five other people who were who were injured. Now this is a, a, just horrible, right? It's horrific. I can't imagine kids killing kids like that. As I've said before, many years ago, I lived near a um, near a school. I say near; it was. I mean, it was probably ten, fifteen miles away where there was a school shooting, and yeah, that was horrible. I had the town all messed up for quite a while. What I do find ironic about this shooting is that it happened in California, where there are many strict gun control laws. I don't think gun control laws are going to stop these kinds of shootings. So here goes the anarchist in me when I see a story like this. Stop sending your kids to these schools. You're sending your kid into a completely unnatural situation you're sending them into into a situation that they're probably pretty um, ill-equipped to manage just imagine putting a bunch of kids who don't really know each other into these rooms into a big building full of rooms hormonal kids whose minds aren't developed they're not socially developed at this point and you're sticking them all together and putting them under not only the social pressures but you're also putting them under pressures under pressure to perform now the kids are worried about what do other kids think of them how are they going to make friends how do they keep keep from getting made fun of or beaten up how do they wear all of the clothes that well first of all how do they even know what clothes they're supposed to be wearing then how do they convince their parents that they need to be wearing those clothes Or what kind of phone they're supposed to be carrying or what kind of car their parents drive how they get to school the kids are all worried about all of that and then they're worried about performing they're worried about how they're going to get their grades to be where their grades are expected to be and you may have a kid that's that's young for his grade and his mind just isn't mentally developed enough that he you know he can't perform so he's struggling, so he's under that pressure and all of the other pressures. Or maybe, you know, it's just the opposite, and you have a child that's that's too old for the grade that he's in, and he he still can't perform, and now he's got the added pressure of that everybody knows he's even older, that he's been held back or whatever. It just puts so much stress on these kids. And not to mention, I mean, what kind of stresses are they going through at home? It's just, it's very unnatural, so stop sending your kids. Don't send them there. It's it's a weird situation to to ship your kids off to somebody else. You could avoid other problems too. Don't even get me started about military recruiting in schools. Uh, it's anyway. All right. So school shooting is one thing. Another big thing in the news today is this whole um, presidential impeachment thing. I try not to pay any attention to this, because to me it's just more politics, right? I mean, it's Democrat-Republican. Democrat-bad, Republican-good. Republican-good, Democrat-bad, or however I was supposed to say that. They're just one big group of people, and they're playing the American people. The people who live under their so-called authority, those people are getting played. It's really that simple. But yet... About half of the country wants this guy to get impeached and the other half of the country doesn't want him to get impeached. And they're going to keep playing these people back and forth, making it seem like they have to vote for one or the other of these guys at the next election and keeping everyone's mind off of wait, why are we voting in the first place? They put so much energy into fighting the other side that they don't put any energy into just doing away with the whole system. It would take the same amount of energy just to do away with the whole the whole system. And then you'd be free to follow whoever you wanted to. It would be great. You could follow your preacher, you could follow your mom, you could follow your dad, you could follow some guy that comes up with a cult. If you just have to have somebody to follow, you can find somebody that wants to lead you, right? You don't have to follow some guy that that's the leader just because a bunch of people voted for him. You can follow anybody you want to, if government would just get out of the way. There was something else in the news that I'm sure that I could talk about, but you know that's about as far... Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Protesters in Hong Kong, right? They've been protesting. They want freedom, I guess, from China? I don't know. Again, I find it hard to uh, to really get into this because, in the end, they don't want freedom. They just don't want to be led by this certain group right they want to be led by a group just not the one that's in power right now which I don't even understand why are you gonna go through all this trouble again if somebody is just going to be leading you anyway but I, I really I don't have any problem people want to protest let them protest yeah but then I saw a picture where they started gluing bricks to the road to protest the government not giving them freedom Where where do they get off on that? I mean, do they not see the irony there? They want to fight the government, so they're making it hard for people to get where they need to go. Not necessarily just government, but everybody. I don't think the, And I may be completely off base, but I don't think the goal was to disrupt government, because these were public streets. I think the goal was to piss off a bunch of regular everyday people who have nothing at all to do with the government oppressing other people, right? And again, in the end, these people don't just want to be free. They just don't want the current group of people ruling them. They're happy to have rulers, they just want to pick different ones, which, again, it's just crazy. So there's the Hong Kong thing still going on, and then also, in Little Rock, Arkansas, the um, the teachers of the school district there went on strike. All right, lots of problems here. First of all, unions I don't really get them either. bunch of people get together, pick some leaders to negotiate contracts with them. Those leaders decide. When these people are going to strike, and this particular strike is has me baffled. I, I mean, I don't even know the reasons why they're striking. I'm assuming they want better hours, and they want better benefits, they want better pay. That those are my. I can't imagine why else they're striking, right? But it's a one-day strike, which makes no sense to me at all. Like it was announced that they're going to strike for one day. What good does does that do anybody? I I can't see where it does anybody any good, and I can't see where it hurts anybody. You know what? Take your kid out of that school. Show the teachers what's what. Hey, I'll tell you what, you can go on permanent strike. How about that, buddy? You know, I'll just take my kid out. Nobody to teach. See how that strike turns out for you. Anyway, they showed some video of the strike, and there's a woman Coming across the street, she's going to go into the school, right? I don't even know. Somebody said she was a nurse or something. I don't know, a school nurse. And all of the teachers were lined up on a sidewalk next to the school building, pretty much forming a human chain here. This woman wanted to get through because she's going to go on about her job, right? Well, the teachers wouldn't let her through. So she walks down a few people one way, and they wouldn't let her in. She walks down a few people the other way. They wouldn't let her in. Video cut off. This was uh, this was a local TV station down there, so um, the video just finally quit. But who are these people that are striking? To think that they can impede the the peaceful travels of peaceful people. I mean, this woman had done nothing to them. She just wanted to get inside the building. Strike all day if you want to, but when you start getting in the way of somebody who is being peaceful. Then you're the problem. I don't care what you're striking against. You're the problem. It's just like the uh, just like those people in Hong Kong. Just like the people. Black lives matter or people of color lives mattered, whatever they're calling themselves now. When they're blocking off bridges and blocking traffic, you know. You're impeding people from getting to where they need to be. Or where they want to be. It doesn't even matter if they need to be there. They want to be there. Why are you blocking their way? You got a problem with somebody, go, you know, go protest those people. Block a police station. See how long that lasts. It's just go circle some police employees' houses or something and keep them from going in. See how that turns out for you. Instead of picking on people who aren't really going to fight you. I did see a video once, though, uh, just recently, too. Some group was protesting something or other, and they had banners up, and they were blocking an intersection, and all these people were all honking and everything, trying to you know, get them to move, and they just wouldn't do it, so these people were all stuck. Some of them had gotten out of their cars and were yelling at them and then go get back in their cars. And then some guy who was on foot, he, just, he walks by, and he's got a backpack on. I mean, you can tell he's just on foot. He's not even driving or anything he he walks by them and he just start he just ripped this great big banner they had he rips it away from them he wads it up throws it over a fence and he starts yelling at them to get out of the way and let the people drive through so he broke it up way go get the out of here. you know that's how i feel and really i mean these people were they were detaining all of these people in cars right these people in the cars had nowhere that they could go the guys in the front they couldn't back up it was a city street there was no place for them to turn around as far as i could tell it was a one way street too so there was nowhere for them to turn around as far as i could tell so they were stuck because there was traffic lined up all the way behind them you know and so they're, they're illegally detaining these people. There's nowhere they can go. If they, if they walk away and leave their car, then their car are going to be subject to being towed by the state. They'll have to pay fines for that to get their property back. You know, to me, these people are lucky that that's all that happened, is that this guy took their banner from them and threw it over a fence. And I'd say that that's pretty... Um, that's letting them off pretty easy. Now my guess is somebody probably tried to sue that guy, but you know what? I wish I was on that jury because you know, not guilty. There'd be some definite jury nullification going on there. But that's pretty much that's pretty much uh, what I've noticed in the news. I, like I said, I try to stay away from news. Oh, sure, there's some more local stuff like uh, here, Southwest Missouri today, or no, it was a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, they found a body in a freezer in somebody's house, and uh, today they arrested a woman, said that it was her husband, and that this guy could have been in this freezer for up to a—he may have been in there for a year. I thought that was um, I thought that was worthy of, of note, but you know, does it really? Does it really matter in the uh, context of my podcast? Probably not. So, I'm going to try to refine the news a little bit in the future keep it more concise I tend to ramble as you probably already know okay so that was the news the news segment this is uh, like I said before it was this is November 14th which means that uh, Veterans Day just passed Veterans Day I had forgotten all about it and I had an order that I was supposed to ship out from my side gig gray uncommons on Facebook, so my order didn't go out when it was when I had said it was going out. And with Veterans Day came along a lot of the uh, pomp and circumstance that that normally does. Somebody uh, just down the road from me, the next the next little farm down from us here, they had American flags all down their fence, which was a stark reminder of the of the day. I also find it I find it interesting. You know, everybody wants me to thank a veteran. Yeah, well, that's an episode probably in itself, Veterans Day. But Veterans Day came on the heels of Election Day, right? Because elections are usually held on the first Tuesday of November, and this year was no different. Although in the area I live, there were no real um, no real contested elections. This is a, it's not a presidential election year, and uh, it's not very good voter turnout. Now, in the I'm really not even sure what they were voting for, if they were voting for anything in the county I live in, and I don't live in a town or anything. There is a school district here, and I couldn't tell you if anybody was running for any positions there. But in the uh, in the city that I, live in, uh, that I live in, that I work in, they were having some elections there. One of the things they were voting on, and it may have been the only thing, they like to have, in that city, they like to have, The issues that they want to pass, they make sure to have those in non-presidential election years. They don't want to have an election that they might lose during a presidential election or during a general election where there's a lot of offices up for uh, up for grabs because they know people are going to turn out for those. This particular thing that they were voting on was a one-eighth cent sales tax, and if you can. And if you'll bear with me here for a minute I have some um, some numbers so in this election my notes are atrocious and I don't have any light so alright so they were voting for that eighth cent sales tax right this is a city that has a population of hundred and sixty seven thousand people and they had 7,000 people vote for this sales tax. Now, it's an existing sales tax. This was just to prolong the sales tax. All right, so 7,000 people voted for it. 2,000 people voted against it. Now, this is in a city that has 167,000 people, right? So so when you do the math there, and I just rounded these numbers off, they're pretty... Uh, they're <laughs> yeah they're rounded off pretty liberally five percent about five percent of that city is all that voted they were the ones who decided that this city was going that the people in the city were going to keep paying this eighth of a cent sales tax five percent five percent is all of the people who felt like they wanted to play the states game you want to really <laughs> let me get into this now because this is the funny part This eighth of a percent sales tax is used to fund police and firefighters' pensions, I believe. I believe it's police and firefighters. So it's used to fund their pensions, right? 2,000 against, 7,000. It was a little more than 7,000 people were for it, and I think a little less than 2,000 people were against it. But the city, get this, the city employs... 2300 people. I can't imagine any city worker that voted against this, right? But I can truly believe that every city employee voted for it. And then if you think, well, you know, most people who work for the city, they're you know, they're they're more established, they're a little older. They probably have families, right? Wives or husbands or whatever. And if they do, then I would assume that their spouse also votes. I mean, you work for a city government, you would figure that you probably vote and your spouse probably votes, right? 2,300 employees, let's say that there are 2,000 spouses, you probably got 4,000 votes right there for it. And then, you know, you consider that some of these guys are probably going to have kids or uh, other relatives that probably also voted to get their relative this pension fund, right? Amazing. 167,000 people, less than 10,000 people voted in this election. What a crock. How do these people feel that this tax is justified if less than 5% of the people voted on it? I don't like the idea of government at all, but, and and I really don't think there's any way to legislate your way out of it, but how cool would it be if there was some kind of a uh, a law that said, you know, that you have to have 100% participation in an election if you want to pass anything. So the only way you could get this tax would be is if 100% of the people in that city voted. It would... You know, that would effectively end government right there. Anyway, it's a pipe dream. I understand that. I had fully intended to um, to stand on the sidewalk on um, on Election Day. And, and again, I just really don't get into politics or anything. So my bad. I didn't even know it was Election Day until it was Election Day. And I heard it on the news. I said, oh, yeah, don't forget to vote today. But I had intended to stand on a um, on a sidewalk with a uh, Front Porch Anarchist t-shirt on and maybe holding a sign that said voting is violence and taxation is theft. Not that it would have done any good, but it would have made me feel like I was doing my part. <laughs> well, that's about all of this I can handle because it's pretty cold out here, so... Again, I would like to thank you for listening to Front Porch Anarchast. If you uh, if you have a minute and you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Front Porch or you can just search for Front Porch anarchist. I guarantee you I'm the only person you're going to find when you do that, right? If you put an H in it. Like the page if you haven't already. That would that'd really help me out. And, you know, if you really want to be helpful, share this episode. Whichever way you're listening to it, just share it with your friends. That would be great. I'm gonna try to, uh, gonna try out the old uh, Instagram and send out some um, reminders for the uh, for the podcast that way. And if you haven't already, and you want to get away from Facebook, we do have a MeWe presence there. And again, it's really easy to find Front Porch Anarchist on MeWe. So uh, come join us over there if you're already there and if you're not check it out it you know if you give it a good couple of hours just scrolling through it and figuring out how it works I think you'll be happy with it true not all of your friends are over there yet you're gonna have to invite them over and convince them to come over too but no ads no censorship as far as I can see and you can share files too so that's kinda cool you can even leave voice comments to uh, posts. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but if you put a little bit of dedication into it, I think you'll like it a lot. Alright, that's going to be it for tonight. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. no masters, Anarchy needs no masters.